All right, all right, all right. Thanks everybody for joining. Welcome to another live show, another Zdenex English podcast live show. The music is not supposed to be playing anymore. But anyway, how, how is everybody doing? It's great to see you all here, by the way. Uh, we, record, we are recording live. And as always, you can guys get involved by posting questions and generally speaking, just uh, contributing to a great episode of uh, Zdenex English podcast. So it's a live show, and this one is going to be episode 301, actually. Okay, so the episode 300 is uh, yet to be made. Uh, <clears throat> I've got I've got some idea what it will be like, but um, it's, so it's in we could say it's in the pipeline. However, this one is going to be 301, and it's gonna get published towards the end of this week, I think. Okay, so uh, I think this time I did a better job inviting people, not like last time. Uh, fortunately, fortunately, I realized that what I have to do is to just tell people in advance, you know, give people enough notice so that they can get ready for this, so that um, I reach out to a lot of people at once, okay? So hopefully we'll have a lot of people. I can already see six people online, which is amazing, although I'm probably one of them. <laughs> Um, and also, I will have a guest today. Uh, he is ready. So this time, this time it should all be fine. I'm I'm going to introduce this guest very soon, actually. Um, but you know what? Let me do it now. So he is somebody I met in London when I worked there as a teacher, and he worked at the reception actually. And he is a person that loves learning languages. And what I like about him is it's a, it's a male. <laughs> I think I let the cat out of the bag already. What I like about him is that he's a very positive person. He has got positive attitude to learning English and to life in general. And that's really great. Uh, so it's nice to be around him and uh, sort of to be his company. Uh, so he'd be in his company. And um, he never complains, and he is somebody who has come a long way on his life journey because he has moved abroad. He has moved abroad. I, like I said, I met him in England. He is not English, and um, I think he's he's someone who could inspire some of you as as the listeners, or just if if not inspire, then at least uh, definitely make your evening more enjoyable. So I suppose because uh, we will have um, uh, a nice chat together here on Zdenex English Podcast. Um, I remember that he was always the last one to leave the language school when I worked there. Actually, I used to teach there some evening classes. So my evening classes would start at uh, 7.10 and finish at 9.10. And then I did some admin stuff as well because I had to uh, write out some documents just to sort of, um, uh, you know, all this kind of boring stuff that I had to do that you have to say like what sort of lesson you thought and what was the aim and all that kind of stuff. So I stayed a little bit longer. And then when I was leaving, it was just Musa in the language school and the cleaners. Uh, so you can imagine. Anyway, he is a good friend of mine and he comes from Turkey. His name is Musa. I'm going to invite Musa now so that he can talk to us. Uh, so let's see how this works. Uh, da -da -da. Just give me a second, guys. Yeah. Hello, Musa. Hello, Zdenek. How are you? Can you hear me? Thanks. 
great to great to hear you. Great to have you on the next English podcast again. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity, and yeah. I'm really excited about this. Today we are going to talk about living abroad and excitement things. Actually, this is my second experience to living in abroad. And oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And we can I think you never told me, forward. actually. Yeah, yeah. Then I realized it. I never told. I never told. Yeah, wow. Okay, I'll learn something new here as well. <laughs> that is cool. So um, you, Musa, appeared on the Next English Podcast before. Do you remember the last time? Yeah, it was very, very, very excited project actually exciting exciting yeah exciting sorry i'm learning yeah and it was about correct my english oh no that's not what i meant i meant when we were talking about coronavirus (laughs) oh yeah we didn't publish it right yeah no it was first first episode of the coronavirus case then you invited me then we talked about coronavirus in london yeah and in turkey at the same time yeah the other thing that you accidentally mentioned that's going to be revealed at the end of this podcast. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no problem. Nobody heard that. Don't worry. No, nobody heard that. You know, <laughs> I guess that that could be something to look forward to, and maybe a, a reason for people to stay. You know, <laughs> you know, just I a bit, you know, open the door a bit, not fully. Then you know they can be more excited now. Yeah. So. Um, well, I have to. I just have to say something about Musa. I actually appreciate his sort of attitude to recording a podcast because I've got a lot of people that have been on my podcast, okay? And not everybody is always up for it. Not everybody always wants to be back or, or they need some convincing, you know? So, uh, but Musa is the exact opposite. He is the one who sometimes tells me, hey, Zdenek, we should record the podcast already. Why, why has it not been recorded yet? So it's, it's kind of cool, to be honest. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm actually excited, you know. I, yeah. I like to be in the project. I like mm-hmm. to be in, you know, the talks. Yeah. You know me, actually. I'm very... Yeah, I do. I do. Extrovert person. He's you're an extroverted person, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get down to business then, shall we? Um, yeah. Let's crack I, on. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's crack on. Very nice phrase there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to, Musa? Well, last time we talked to you, as I said, was uh, when when we when I was doing this, this series about the coronavirus. So you are still in lockdown, right? Let me let me broaden the term a bit. I think in London we didn't experience lockdown very strictly, and mm-hmm. we continue to work. We continue to you know to communicate each other on online. But when I look at my window, I've seen lots of people outside, but the cars never stop because I'm living in a high street, yeah. and the people are always walking. Mm. And yeah, we are in still lockdown, but but not everybody is. Not everybody is following the rules and adhering to this, right? Uh, I cannot I... say that. I cannot say that either because I think they are applying the rules, but not that strictly. Yeah. And well, I think yeah, the, ru- yeah. the rules are a bit ambiguous in that way, anyway. So I think the, a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, what's the word, leniency. I think so. It's like I kind of expected, you know. So... Yeah, but I can say the people really, uh, at least. Was be care was was careful. 
they were not yeah. so open. They were, you know, they kept the distance. And yep. yeah, everybody was out, but they kept the distance most of the times I've seen. Yeah. Well, I think I think most people around the world were kind of scared about this. So I think um, they realized yeah, yeah. that uh, they really had to do this. So you always have you know, uh, the numbers in UK. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not very nice, are they? It was very high. It was very high. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I, I could I could smell it. I could I could um, sense it when I was leaving that it, that was going to happen because of the way they approached it, the, the government. But anyway, let's not talk about uh, the lockdown here. <laughs> I think the listeners must have had enough of that already because uh, that series that I published, it was like, was it like six, six episodes or seven? I, I don't even know, but I think it was long enough. Uh, the topic today is living abroad. And I invited Musa because he's got this experience. Actually, I didn't know that he did it twice. He's done it twice. Um, but um, in fact, we both have this experience, not just Musa, but me as well. And I, I personally did it twice. Each time it was the UK. Um, uh, at different stages of my life, when I was about 21, 20, I think, I went to the UK first time. And now one year ago again. So what about you, Musa? So tell us about the the first time. We will speak. We can speak about London later. Then, okay. The first experience was in Italy, in Venice. Ah. Yeah, it was like a dream that you can, you know, it's dream. A dream come true. The expression is, it was a dream come true. Yeah, you know, it it was impossible to imagine that. Okay, I'm gonna live in Venice because it's such yep. kind of the particular place that you can visit, but yep. nobody, I just asked uh, some of my, the friends that I know, would you like to live in Venice? Then they told me, yep. can, can we live in Venice? Is there a road there? But actually, <laughs> it was quite nice experience for yep. me. And it was- So when was this? How old were you? It was four years ago. Ah, okay. Just four years ago. I was still in the university. It was right. my Erasmus experience. Right. And but I was ah, so it was it was so it was Erasmus exchange program. I see, yes, I see exactly. I that is cool, there, yeah. That is cool. I stayed there like a six months, mm-hmm. and the Venice is like London, such a cosmopolitan city. Lots yeah. of people from all around the world. Yeah. Basically, the place in Italy that you cannot learn in Italian. <laughs> Why everybody not? speaks English. Everybody I see. speaks English. Yeah, a lot of tourists. And, and, mm-hmm. It was yeah. impossible to learn Italian for me. I I wanted to it, but okay. I couldn't because it was okay. impossible. I see. I see. The second one, the second one was London. Mm. So when, when did you I arrive? Came, when did you arrive in London, Musa? I arrived London last year in the beginning of the year. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm almost. So 2019. Like yeah. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was another Erasmus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. That was we are learning things I, we didn't even men- mean to talk about here. <laughs> well, well, tell us yeah. about it. But actually, the idea is the same. Living abroad, just imagining to living abroad, but the tools can be changed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can come with Erasmus, you can come with another project, you can come with just, just moving, you can do yeah. if you can do. But my first there was Erasmus in Italy, and second one is Erasmus again. Mm-hmm. Then, at that time, I never thought that to actually live in London. Yeah, in you never time. thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, what, what, why did you decide to go go there then? 
What was the... Because I realized it. There is no benefit for me to live in the same place in all my life. Okay, okay. And, you know... Was, that, was this time... like... Um, so I'm sorry to interrupt you, but was this like a, a spur-of-the-moment decision or did you actually... Did, did it sort of like grow on you? Did, 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 did you have to think about it for a long time to realize this? To be honest, it wasn't so clear. Okay. Because it, it's not an easy thing, basically. You mm. know, when we're living in airport all of a sudden, yeah. and you are starting to live here, and you need to accept the culture, you need to accept everything, basically. But also, you it changed your life. Yeah. And it's about the decision as well. Like, to make that decision, oh, man, especially my second time when I went there last year, how long did it take me to do that? I had been I had been dreaming of going back for 15 years. Can you believe that? 15 years ever since I came back. I wanted to wow. I wanted to just go back. It was a bit of a nostalgic thing, you know, for me. I my listeners the long-term listeners of this podcast know that because I've been how long had I been talking about this before I actually did it? But it's kind of cool that I did it in the end, but the if you are in this indecisive person like me, I I, I can sometimes be indecisive then it's 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 not it's not easy to make that decision you know but for what about you so you you just um i was excited i was excited i'm still hmm. excited in to london yeah. it's am i using the correct proposition yeah yeah i'm excited uh, the thing is i can i can explain this if you want so yeah, i am excited so it's it's an adjective actually it's an emo mm-hmm. adjective of emotion and uh, we so so it's like similar similar ones are like bored. Uh, what else? Uh, somebody can help us maybe here. <laughs> Excited, <laughs> bored, uh, embarrassed. All, all these ed adjectives they express emotions. But when it's ing, it's you're describing the the situation. Yeah. So you can say this is exciting. So that means that living there is exciting. So ing adjective is describing it, the emotion or the situation, whereas ed is just like you're you're expressing your feeling about it. Yeah. Okay. But you could also say that you're buzzing. <laughs> that's a that's like a slang <laughs> word for it. I'm buzzing. <laughs> I I know you are buzzing, Musa, because every single time I came down to the reception to talk to you, you were always buzzing, and I just there was so so much positivity, like this positive vibe every time I talk to you. So I think uh, it's a dream come true, as you, as we said, right, for you to be there. Just, just you need to move the right moves. And yeah. I was there for Erasmus, actually. I started mm-hmm. like an Erasmus, then... Oh, afterwards. in London? Yeah, of course. It oh, was okay. That, well. I, I, it was my okay. In- internship, Erasmus. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't. Exactly. That was after you graduated, right? No, actually, I haven't been graduated yet. The Venice oh, was my my I bachelor see. Erasmus to study. I see. I and see. then afterwards, when I came back to my country, yep. and I started a master's degree, yep. and I finished my lecture part, then afterwards I decided, what am I going to do in Turkey? So just I'm going to write my thesis. I yep. just thought, no, it's not the case. Yep. I had two years. Then I said, okay, I'm going to start internship in London. Then I started mm-hmm. like over there. And yep. The thing is, to decide, even it was very, 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 from Turkey, how it started, it was like a very hard decision to come here. 
because yeah. you can think you have limits in your life. Like yeah. Financial limits, time Absolutely. Limits, Absolutely. And, you know, your... Just all these own, reservations, own. like, it's at the back of your head, isn't it? Like, you keep telling that to yourself. But that, that's just that's the correct yeah. point, Zanek. It's, it's all about you. Actually, you, the biggest limit is yourself. Exactly. That's it's just like this sort of like, sort of like a nagging feeling, or what you might call it. It's just there at the back of your ma mind, and it, it keeps coming back. And it's like all those self-doubts you have. I, I don't know whether you have them, but I, I've definitely have had them in the past. And But once once you actually do it, you realize that that was that was just stupid. Like, why why did you ever doubt yourself, you know? Let me it's tell just, you the beginning of the yeah. story, if you like. Of, absolutely. Like how, how we, I, we would all I love to hear. Myself mm -hmm. And I just applied to internship in London because... Basically, I applied lots of European cities to go there for internship. And then yeah. I got accepted from Spain, Madrid. I got mm -hmm. accepted from Dublin, Ireland. Okay. Okay. And, but just somehow I focused on London. I just said, oh my God, it needs yeah. to be London. Just I need to mm -hmm. be there. Yeah. I need to experience this thing. Yeah. And I started to search, search, search. I was applying every day, every hour, every minute. Lots of really? applications I sent. Yeah. Like how many? How many? For, uh, for I think more than a hundred. I can say. Really? Wow. I Where do you find the patience, man? I would I never have patience. Dedicated. <laughs> but yeah, when determined. I was holding, determined. Yeah. yeah. And. and during doing this, I was holding two accepted internships on my hand. I was telling yeah. them, okay, you know, I was just telling them like excuses to delay the process because also I didn't want to lose that opportunities as well right. because right, right, I didn't right, want right. to I say that during yeah. this period, I lost Madrid first. They said, uh, we need to accept someone else. It was like your con contingency plan basically, and he, but, but yeah. you, you, still, you still wanted to go for London. So yeah. I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Makes and sense. for Madrid one, it was a really big company for marketing, which is my profession. Mm -hmm. And so you work in marketing, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm I studying marketing in in my master right now, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I haven't finished yet, unfortunately. I'm still oh, okay. But, but, okay, still trying I see. to finish. I see. I see. And I lost Spain. All of a sudden, it's like they said, "Okay, we need to accept someone urgently because we have a project to do." Yep. It was a very big company. There was a. Uh, branches in London, in Abu Dhabi, in lots of cities. It was a really good company. Then mm -hmm. I was holding Ireland, just Ireland, and on my hand is my dream of London. And I said, okay. You mean in, in, in your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my hand. And I was in telling your hands. The, okay. the, the guys in Dublin, I was saying, okay, please let me give it time because there's, you know, yeah. like a bur bureaucracy, the other things like a paperwork. I need to give you the letters. Yeah. And during this period, all of a sudden, I got an accepted. Wow. How did, how did you and feel said, at that moment? How did that feel? I, actually, it was great. It was great. And then, but just, just one moment. And afterwards, it was like a painful process. I didn't what? know that. And I, I'm going to come to that point. But first of all, then I said to the guys in Dublin, the company in Dublin, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, really sorry. I won't be able to come to Dublin anymore. You yeah. can accept the second person after me that you selected. Yeah. Uh, the second, yeah. Now, yeah, it was a bit, you know, actually bad behavior for in terms of you know recruitment process. Yeah. And I can I can admit that. And but you know, if you are following your dreams and if they 
gives you that flexibility. I think it's it was good to use it. Mm, yeah. And for London, so, yeah, I got accepted. Do you yeah. see I was happy all the time afterwards? No. You were not it happy. Was, no, so because that's it, like an anticlimax, yeah. Musa. We were like that was Just your dream. Wait. Why 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 not? <laughs> because that's it. Just wait for it. Because I'm waiting. Okay, I got accepted. <laughs> I got accepted, but yeah. it was an end. What do you mean? It wasn't it wasn't an end. And what afterwards I go I just went my university to complete some paperwork for it. And then they said to me, Why you are going to UK? It's really hard process to go. Just go to another European city, it's gonna be really Right. Really so they were actually discouraging you from going there. Yeah, because I see in I see. my univer in my university, yeah. no one got accepted before for UK. I see. I because see. they got all visa refusal that beside than that visa is easy yeah but the so they could they, so they could see so they could see like from their experience that there would be a lot of obstacles for you so they didn't want to like yeah. dis dis disappoint you so they were trying to be realistic about it essentially that's what you're exactly, saying exactly exactly but but you did you didn't listen to them i suppose no just i insisted i'm a very stubborn person <laughs> <laughs> i'm a very stubborn person well, i guess i guess we can high five then uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, listeners, uh, do you know any more expressions for being stubborn in English? You could say big-headed, I think. Big-headed. So you can say you're big-headed. Yeah. In Turkish, yeah. we say thick-headed. <laughs> big, big-headed, yeah. Did yeah. you say the same or did I hear something else, Musa? Uh, no, I'm making direct translation from Turkish. We are saying something similar, but it means... Yeah. Thick-headed. Ah, thick-headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, if you say in English "thick," it means uh, stupid. So that's not. Oh, sometimes stubborn <laughs> is a synonym <laughs> for stupid, if you ask me. But uh, in this kind of case, uh, we wanna we wanna talk about some synonyms for the word stubborn, and just trying to think if you could... headstrong, maybe obstinate, yeah, something like that. Uh, there, yeah. there are definitely more expressions, but anyway. So you are stubborn, and that's why. And let's that's get why the story. Yeah. And the first step was to get some letters from the company that I was mm -hmm. I'm gonna work for. Yeah. You cannot imagine. I waited three weeks to get that document, and I was waiting every yeah. day, every day. Did you send yeah. me? Did you send it? Did you send it? It's like I was actually, you know, spamming them every day. Spamming and, them. Oh my goodness. And then three weeks later, my letters arrived. Then the second yeah. process, it's the hardest thing. You need to apply British Council for sponsorship. Basically, oh, if you are I working see. as an intern, Erasmus intern in a company, yeah. you need to get a sponsorship from the British yeah. Council. Yeah. And I applied it. I, I think get it like a 20 kind of documents. Mm. And I applied it. Two days later, they returned to me. Rejection. Yeah. Oh, no. Did, 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 did they tell you why? Did they give you the reasons? Yes. Do you know what was the reason? No. They are really strict. I sent my transcript to them. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a student. I'm giving them student letter. I'm also giving yeah. them transcript. This is my lessons. This is my degrees. You know, A, A, A. Yeah. All of them is A. Then what my start date of the university is, is there, but this end date was empty. 
Okay. No, it's, it's it's a really basic, you know. So 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 you just made a, made a little negligible kind of error, and that's why no, it's but, not an error actually. It's it's a you know kind of a template document in my from my. Oh, you just overlooked it, right? Yeah, they overlooked it. You know, it's if it's not end data, which means I'm still studying. But the answer ah, for me. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was empty. It was I empty, see. and they said yeah. your end date is unclear. <laughs> but did you so did you uh, like were they willing to communicate with you about this so could you negotiate it a bit and also we cannot negotiate it I, all the communications within British Council needs to be via my university I cannot contact them directly as well okay and they sent it to me they said okay then I said what, what am I going to do then okay. I went to my uh, institution not yeah. the you know academic uh, not the international department of the university I went to okay. my academic institution and they said yep. we cannot give this letter we cannot we cannot change it because it's a template and yep. you know kind of meeting necessary to change the template yeah and i said okay please give me a letter then just write it there okay <laughs> musa is going to actually not is going to supposed to be graduated yep. at the end of the 2020 yeah <laughs> they write me this funny letter then i translate <laughs> it I yeah. translated it with the translator, certified translator, and I sent it. Then one week later, they sent it to me, my sponsorship letter. Mm. That was all it. Okay. Then afterwards, I applied visa. Yeah. You're, uh, sorry, sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to help you with your English a little bit. So um, you have to say apply for. So I applied for a visa. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I applied for visa. Mm-hmm. Then I was waiting one day, two day, one week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. It's not coming. And I bought my tickets. <laughs> oh, really? And like during this London. period, I yeah, for to London. And I got oh, wow. really sick yeah. as well during this period. Yeah. And there was no visa. I have a flight ticket. And also I'm yeah. sick. Even yeah. I didn't look for any accommodation to stay in. Yeah. Well, at the time, it was not coronavirus, I think, right? No, no, no. It was very, very bad flu. I was like a 40 I degree. See. I see. Always my tonsils making this bad to me. All right. And it was like tonsils. So in the end, in the end, did you get it in the end then? Yes. Two days before my departure. Oh, wow. Can okay, so how, how did you feel then? So finally, we, we had that moment when you knew you were going. So how did you feel then? I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> I didn't have luggage ready. But, I but, didn't... Uh, wait, wait a minute. So, But that was a positive emotion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was positive in the beginning. But one day after, it wasn't positive. Because, you know... One day later, uh, you mean? Yeah. One day later, yeah. Nothing yeah. was ready. Even mm-hmm. I didn't have enough money to stabilize myself because yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the government's the grant is was gonna arrive later than I see, I in see. London, and just I just got out of from my house, then get got my car, and then I started to think, you know, so far away from. Yeah. Then I can think of. I said, okay, I don't have money. Yeah. I have visa. I need to go. Even I don't have any accommodation because I was very sick. I didn't look at for it. Yeah. And, so that was that was kind yeah. of like a, a lot of stress. Must have been a lot of pressure. Yeah, you are criticizing yourself. Could yeah. you do it? Can you do it? 
You mean you mean you are doubting yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was really, even I had experience before living in abroad. It was the same mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And, yeah, but this time I doubted a, a lot. Because... Yeah, because that, this was, I think, there was more pressure on you because you you were the one who was supposed to do a lot of things. Whereas if you go, if you just do the exchange program on Erasmus, it's sort of like they they look after you there, right? Exactly, they look after me a lot. You know, they yeah. were taking care of everything. They were explaining everything very basically. Even they're registering your lessons themselves. It was easy. Yeah. Just you are going to class and taking exam. That's it. Yeah. Most of the time, so, you are just enjoying your time. Mm-hmm. So finally, you arrived. Should we say what do you think, Musa? To at or in London? Which one is correct? This is one of in my favorite London. things to teach. Yeah, you, you can say in if if you if you mean the uh, the city, you should say in. Yes, arrive in London. Okay. Uh, uh, if you yeah. mean the airport, you can say at. But you should mm-hmm. actually never say to, which is a common mistake of a lot of even advanced learners. Because we say to to come to right, we come we came I came to London, but so that analogically you would think you would uh, assume that it would be the same with arrive, but it's not. You can ne- you can never say arrive to actually in English. You have to say arrive at or arrive in. So just a little it's bit a of very common mistake language here as well. We it's it's a live show. It's the next English podcast live show, and sometimes I teach so, uh, some English here as well. So. Uh, just a bit of a uh, tangent, I guess, <laughs> but it's connected to the story, of course. So you made it to London, Musan, and well, let's talk about the benefits of living abroad. We've got, let's say, ha- half an hour more for this. So I would like to talk about all the good things, all the pros that this can bring you, and we, we can we can sort of talk about it in a in a in a general way as well. You know, you know what I mean. Like we can try to generalize it, not just not just from your experience. Of course, you can still give some examples of what what it is like and so on. But um, let's let's generalize it because I think this might be something that potentially some of the listeners could be interested in. Um, so you know, let's talk about it. Why should we live abroad? What's what's so appealing um, about it? So what what's yeah. Actually, Sorry. you did a mistake. You did a mistake. You said, did what I? is the good side? What is the, the benefit? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there is no bad side in living abroad. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> Even I if think it's struggling, not. That, that's, that's, that's your positivity talking again. <laughs> then I, okay, we're going to make your podcast as well. Gonna, I know what you mean. We're going to fall out over this, Musa, here. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> listeners. <laughs> It's not. It's not all. All just rosy, listeners. Yeah, trust me. But Musa is that kind of person who will never admit that there are some downsides to it as well, or difficulties. Let's let's, let's just call it difficulties or challenges. How about that? How yeah. about challenges? You That's agree? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Cool. So there are definitely some challenges, but what I want to focus on are the benefits, the good things. Yeah. So, um, what what would be the the number one thing for you? Why why no. should a person always have this kind of experience? Number one thing for me, yeah. I challenged every single day with the new tasks, with the new people, with the new environment, with the new situations. Every so it's day. a challenge for you. So it's like you like yeah. it. Living abroad is a challenge, and we need to uh, we need to set ourselves challenges like that, right? We need to take on take on difficult tasks because that's something that's going to ultimately 
make us better and push us. It, it's not difficult tasks, actually, Zeneg. It's different tasks. Different tasks. Oh, similar word, similar sounding word. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different because mm. it's not diffi mm. difficult. But often, often a, lot of, when... a lot of people think that different is difficult, you know? Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Because they, yeah. it's the coming out of the comfort zone kind of. Uh, idea, you know, this kind of basically, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna point that comfort zone idea. Yep. Let me let me talk about comfort zone. Go for Actually, it. The com comfort zone is not your comfort zone mm. because, like, imagine you are buying a phone, you are buying a car. Just five years later, it yeah. starts to irritate irritates you. But you, you loved it. You used you used to love it. But yeah. what happened now? It was your comfort zone because you loved yeah. it. You fit uh, in it. Yeah. And yeah. we are telling, okay, you need to get rid of, you need to, you know. I see uh, what you mean. Stepping you, out your comfort yeah. zone. But actually, our comfort zone is our uncomfortable zone. Okay. In the All long right. term. But we don't, we don't see. see this. We don't see this in the short term. That's I why we are saying, okay, I'm relaxed now. But in the future, you won't be relaxed. I That's see. the case. It's gonna, it's and, gonna bother you. It's gonna bother you in the end. Yeah, and yeah. you know, lots of people anxious, depressed. They're using some, uh, some kind of medical drugs to, you know, <laughs> get get over this. Oh really? Ang anxiety. Yeah, such yeah. kind of you know, uh, antidepressants, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, even you can you can even talk about alcohol. Some people just resort to uh, to drinking. Yeah. There are different ways to cope with with this sort of. Uh, but situation. actually, you don't need to, you don't need to cope with. It. Just you need to reach your real comfort zone which mm. means you need to see every day in your life different tasks not difficult mm. tasks. because yeah. are, most of them we are not challenging with difficult tasks most of them just mm. we are challenging the different tasks and mm. the different tasks lead us to our new ways mm. I, yeah, I, yeah, know yeah. that my most of the ways that i yeah. can be i can you know manage I was, mm. I was telling myself, okay, I cannot, you know, I cannot communicate with people. Yeah. I cannot reach to them. I cannot, you know, even convince them. Yeah. But no. So it's like the I idea can... of opening. This, this is going to open a lot of doors for you. Just once, once yeah. you just open that first door, there are going to be a few more doors, and then you have so many more options, and it's going to get more interesting and exciting, and it won't be so mundane and tedious. And that's that's what you have to do is just to keep yourself happy, I suppose. So it's, it's all the inside of you. It's all inside of you. Just you yeah. don't know. Just yeah. you need to see the different tasks in your life. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, it was like be, it's difficult for you, but actually, it's not yeah. difficult. Just it's different. Just if you accept yeah. this idea, okay, today is gonna be different than before. Then I'm gonna learn one more thing. I'm gonna discover one of my side. It was hidden. Mm. And if, if you live in that way, is living abroad. Is the best opportunity to get this. It is. Yourself. It is because because it's just it's it's not the same as buying a car. Like you gave you gave this analogy, but it, it's hmm, it's such a big thing because it's a it's a completely different environment. Basically, you're buying your life. Yeah, a new it, different it language. Matter. You're gonna have different social circle there. You're gonna work with different kind of people. Uh, everything will be different. So it's not just one thing different. Like I'm gonna go abroad. It's not one thing. It's million millions of things you know but okay so um anything else so i suppose we could talk about learning a new language obviously because that's one of the uh things it, it's it's um challenge but at the same time it's it's an amazing thing if you if you go abroad and you stay there for long enough uh well 
um, you know, eventually you're gonna you're gonna learn that language uh, to whatever degree it is. That's not that's not the point really here. But uh, let's let's assume that most people do learn the language to to some extent, and that's that's amazing because like we have got this saying in my language that the more languages you know, the more you are human. Uh, so basically, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you know do you know what I mean by that? So how 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 do you feel about that? When I'm before I was translating, okay, I was establishing sentence in my mind, then afterwards yeah. I was. I was imagining it, and afterwards I'm just uh, saying it. Yeah. But it wasn't the right way because you need to live that language. Yeah. You need to learn, but also you need to live. If you leave the language, then mm. you are starting to think. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's the and, it's the idea of exposure, basically. Exposure. Yeah. Idea of exposure. When I had my first dream in English, I woke up yeah. very happy. Yeah, that, I remember that moment myself, actually. It was first sign you have started to learn English. I mean, I don't remember that language. Sorry for interrupting you. I don't, I don't remember your dream, well, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my own dream. And I exactly know what you mean. That's like an incredible moment. And you like realize, oh, my God, I was actually talking to those people in their dream in English. How is that even possible? I had never I done will... it before. It's like you always remember that dream. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was arguing with people. I was really uh, strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Often, often it involves emotional situations like those, I, I suppose. Okay, so that's, that's obviously one of the reasons you might want to go abroad. But to be honest, I know a lot of people who, who went abroad with this in mind, but just took such a bad approach to... To learning English there, that they they didn't make it, or they 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 learned slowly or ineffectively, you know. I, I was the same as the neck. I was the same yeah. because it it took a long time to reach the some level, and it wasn't sufficient. It wasn't sufficient. When I was in Venice, there was a incredible rise for my speaking because yeah. I was speaking every day. I was living with another guy. Uh, with the you know with the residents, the like student resident, and we were talking a lot. Then mm. I really increased my capacity. But at that time, I had lots of grammar leaks as well. Yeah, but but yeah, when but I get back not... to my country, go on. Yeah, go on. when I get back to my country, go back to my country, then I start to lose the language because I stopped yeah. talking. Then I started to forget the only thing that I. It was like watching TVs and watching series. And if I can, sometimes I was reading some such kind of articles in English that's like you know, mm-hmm. something interested ones, interesting ones. Yeah. And the only thing was that. Yeah. And when I first arrived in London, then I I feel I felt how rusty I am. I was. Yeah. And but anyway, what I meant was that some people just they they come to the country. And they live with their countrymen and sometimes even work with their countrymen. Their boss, their supervisor is their countryman. Somebody from the same country speaking the same first language. That that kind of thing. Like that's that's that's, for, that's, that's for me the <laughs> bad bad sort of approach, you know. That's terrible coincidence. But a lot of people do it. You would be surprised. Yeah, that, let me tell you what I did. 
Yeah. Basically, North London is there are lots of Turkish people living in there mm-hmm. as a second, uh, second. Uh, how can I say? Majority after British people. Yeah, it's like a minority. Minority. Actually. Yeah, yeah, minority. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't go North London such a long time. I kept my distance with Turkish people in London yeah. for a long, really long time. I just communicated with the other other nationals. I started to communicate with natives. You, you mean the natives? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes after a point, my English was a bit, you know, started to increase, and I started to hide my accent as well at some point. Yeah. And if if they are not so good, they couldn't see me that I'm Turkish because I was hiding my accent. Because mm-hmm. as you know, this is not the Turkish accent that I'm speaking. And mm-hmm. Turkish accent is someone something different. And I started mm-hmm. to communicate with them English. I tried yeah. to communicate with them English, even if they are Turkish. I didn't tell them I'm Turkish. Yeah. And in that case, I hide myself. I did my. I hide myself, and <laughs> that helps me a lot. I know it's yeah. like a bit hypo- hypocrisy in the human relationships, but I mm. thought I... Well, some people it. might say it's a bit selfish, but to be honest, like, it's not really. You're just, you're just taking the right approach there because that's going to benefit you the most, you know? Yeah. So Just I started to make friends doing... after uh, increase my level of speaking. It was fine afterwards because I, had, I have already enough uh, the friends that I can speak still English then afterwards, they say, okay, then I can meet new Turkish people, you know, especially, you know, they okay. can help you in, in another country if you're mm. all national. Mm. Then I start to mm. make friends in Turkish, but such a long time I kept my distance. They didn't know that I'm Turkish, even if we met, and because I didn't tell them. Okay. And that's right. why I just, I just talked a lot in English. Talk, talk, oh, talk. That's amazing. I've got a few more points here, but I, I'm not... I'm... To be honest, I would I would like to give chance to to our listeners to get involved and ask us some questions. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read some more points that I have here as my benefits. And if you have got yours, uh, you can you can just mention them, and then we will just talk to our listeners. How about that? So uh, I what I wrote down is that it sort of like broadens your mind because you're exposed to a lot of different cultures. So it broadens your horizons. So basically, you 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 may have come as somebody who was a bit narrow-minded. To, to that country and then, then um, just just by being with those people living with them on an everyday basis you you just sort of how, how, how should I how should I explain this you you are in your mind you show respect yeah you, you learn tolerance and respect and and that's ultimately gonna lead to you respecting yourself more as well so it's it's all it's all interconnected. It goes hand in hand. Uh, then I've got here that it's, it gives you a lot of sense of satisfaction as in like it gives you this sense of accomplishment, you know, because this I know for you, it's like there's nothing difficult. But for if I if I do something like this, it's it's it is a challenge. And then I, once 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 I've done it, I, I really feel good inside because like, yes, I've done it. I've made it. You know, it was hard. I've done it anyway. It's, it's like this sense of accomplishment with, that we all need, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, so, okay, some people go abroad because of economic situation as well. So they, they might hope for a better future. So to make money, let's say. 
you know that might be one of the reasons to go abroad depend it, it really depends where where you come from and what sort of job you get and there are a lot of factors involved do you have to pay the rent and so on so it's not so straightforward to be honest uh, sometimes people just go because they need a change you know it's just something bad happens to them uh, let's let's imagine they br break up with someone or, or get divorced or whatever and then you just need to do something completely different so it's a great for like a life restart isn't it yeah yeah it is and then i've got that you can learn about yourself because you 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 uh, uh, inevitably you're gonna see yourself in very difficult situations there so you will learn a lot how you sort of respond to those situations like how you how you deal with a lot of stress and pressure and you learn all these soft skills to, to to communicate with others and you learn to accept differences and and also you learn to be self-sufficient which is important because you have to provide for yourself you have to get by you have to make ends meet and um that's not always easy you know because there's this damocles sword hanging over you sometimes you need to pay all those bills all the rent and things are expensive and you are alone there, like as well. Maybe if, if if you've been there for two or three years, you you create some sort of a social circle and you have friends. But once you get there, that's the most difficult time. It's like that's when you are the most vulnerable for a lot of reasons. You're uh, like a fish tries to fly. Exactly, exactly. You can feel like fish out of water there when you when you come. It's like you're experiencing a culture shock, but also. Uh, a lot of obstacles are thrown in your way and things like that. So have you got anything else you want to add? Because I really want to give a chance to, to our listeners like, to get involved now Just, and ask us. I want, to, I want to touch one more point. Okay. It's, we are human, right? And I hope and so. This lockdown, <laughs> this lockdown shows us how we need human connection. Mm, yeah. Because we that's, all just uh, felt that. Point, yeah. That's we always point. felt that we yeah. need a human connection. Even if we are talking all day with the video conferences, video calls, yeah. it's not the same. We need to touch, we need to no. speak, we need to see, we need to close. Yeah. And living abroad gives you to meet lots of people all around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And when I close my eyes, I can say, okay, I have friends from South Korea, I have friends from Portugal, I have yeah. friends from Spain, Panama, yeah. Mexico. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. From everywhere. Yeah, and, and the, pe the people are all cool, but all in a different way. So it's really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, and also you are learning how to treat the different cultures as well, because yeah. there are different culture orientations. Slow yeah. by slow, talking with them, you are trying. You are learning how to yeah. get in touch with them. Yeah, and that increases your communicational skills as well, because everybody mm -hmm. is different. Every culture mm -hmm. is different. And yeah. living in abroad at that point is the biggest benefit, I think, in the yeah. communication skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there might be, like, one, one, one question could be, what if, what if you are an introverted person? How, how does that work for you then, if you're an introvert? Because I, I suppose we are both not introverts, right? I was an introvert before. Really? Like, oh, really? For I such a, such, okay. Yeah, I was. I was because okay. I was thinking, yeah, my comfort zone is really comfortable. All right. And I realized right. it because I realized it at the end of the day, as I said, if you're living in that comfort zone, your understanding is not comfortable anymore. Hmm. Then yeah. I've, I've started to feel uncomfortable. 
then that's why I started to search for internship outside. Yeah. Otherwise, my the biggest dream was to be in a research assistant at the university, and I was working, for, I was studying for it. I was, you know, mm-hmm. putting my olive oil. Then I said, "Do I really want it?" <laughs> And hmm. then I realized it, the biggest idea of this, the being, research hmm. assistants traveling a lot all around the world just because of the research and other things, and hmm. they have funded by the government. That's yeah. why I was asking this. Then I said, okay, do I really do, do I really have to do this in that way? Then I maybe asked, there was another way to do it. Hmm. Then I, that's why I started to apply the internships. Yeah. Then apparently it works. Now, I also tasted that being yeah. extrovert is much better being yeah, well, for for this for this for sure it, it, it's, it makes things easier for you because yeah as i uh, said being in the real con- comfort zone you can connect with in, people it just makes things easier also you, you it's it's also like i think it's a little bit harder for an introvert to to even like learn english to to start speaking you know so not when i say learn english what i meant was practice the speaking skill. That's what I meant, actually, because you know, it's just not your. This 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 is not what's comfortable for you, basically, to talk to a lot of people at the same time. But um, there are there are definitely ways to overcome that, and um, you know, a lot, introverts still have a lot of friends. It's just they don't enjoy being like at a party with a lot of people. And then they have to have a go, and they not they don't enjoy being put on the spotlight. You know that's what I mean. So, yeah. Anyway, um, let's just to sum up. I mean, there are definitely there are definitely some downsides to living abroad. I think not downsides, but let's say difficulties, challenges. But on the whole, uh, you're never you're never gonna ever regret doing anything like that. Even if you definitely. in the end fail, even if something goes wrong. It's it's really absolutely absolutely amazing experience and and you will never regret it. Trust me. I agree. Totally agree. Cool. So what about what about our listeners now? Do you guys have any questions for for Musa perhaps or for me if you want? I I can see there is a question from long time ago. It was from oh my god, did I forget how to pronounce your name again? Ivona. I think it's Ivona. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing it right. Um, Ivona is back. She she took part in the I think it was the first uh, the next English podcast live show actually. Ivona, I believe her name is pronounced, and she asked me, um, "When will you record the second part of the recorder story?" Oh my goodness, Ivona! I barely even remember I'd done this. Yes, you're right. The recorder story was like attempted improvised story, which was an Absolute nonsense, but um, looks like some people do remember that. <laughs> uh, I'll put it on on the to do list, Ivona. Then <laughs> you're the first. You're the first one who even who even um, mentions this after a long time. I didn't. I even forgot about it myself, to be honest. Um, I'll put it on the to do list. We'll see what I can do. Okay. Uh, any more questions from the listeners? I can see that there are nine people online, which is great. Like I said, well, we might probably be two of them. But we still have people online. So. <laughs> yeah, we were talking this. We're gonna be together. I, I should stop saying this, by the way, because it's kind of it's it's it sounds better if I say there are nine people online, and nobody nobody cares that, it, that we are two of them, right? 
I think it was excited. It was an excited podcast. They, you know, exciting, exciting. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, still. For example, yeah, yeah. This the last point that I'm going to tell the the the, the listeners is. Yeah. You are learning to accept when somebody corrects your mistakes. Yeah. Normally, for example, if you are living in your country, in your comfort zone, when somebody corrects your mistakes, you can get offended. Mm. It's, it's like a human nature. Yeah. And because nobody is like easily accept the correction. But in abroad, living abroad gives you the widen uh, the mindset. And when somebody corrects you, mm. yes, thank you very much. That's it. Yeah. And we are doing this, for example, during the live live podcast right now, publicly, you are telling me I was wrong, then it was the truth. Then I was, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just helping I'm, out everyone I'm, here, like I'm, the listeners as well. And yeah, I'm appreciating I, it. Yeah. That's the, the one of the biggest things, living abroad. You are learning to accept correction. Yeah, I would actually say, Musa, that I would oppose to you a little bit. I would say that mm, you are a little bit lucky because you are working in a language school. So there are a lot of teachers around you and people who understand this business. And for us, it's natural to correct. Sometimes it can get annoying, by the way, guys. And especially <laughs> if you do it to your friend like Musa. I'm sorry, Musa, if, if it's if it's like if it's like that sometimes. But it's because it's just what we do, you know. <laughs> it's it's in us. We we can see, we can hear mistakes that a student makes for a long time. Um, the same kind of mistakes they repeat, these these fossilized errors. And we just want to help, you know. We we don't we don't we don't mean any any harm. We don't really want to offend anybody. It's just we we want to do it because we know it's going to help ultimately. But it's it's about how you say it, when you say it. It's not so easy. But anyway, what I wanted to say is that actually going abroad doesn't necessarily mean that people will start correcting you. Actually, in my opinion, not really. Uh, you would have to be um, surrounded by teachers or or people. Who, who are okay with doing that? Because most people won't do that. As long as you, as long as they understand you, as long as they understand what you are saying, everybody is used to to hearing a lot of uh, broken English and a lot of English from foreigners. So that's don't don't you think, Musa, that you're a little bit lucky that you have like I, I was lucky, Zenek. I, I was really lucky because I was telling other people, please correct me, because somebody yeah. sometimes they yeah. were telling me. I yeah. don't want to correct all the time because, you know, yeah. it was like lots of interruption. But I was yeah. telling, please correct, because if I did this mistake a lot of time, then I'm going to continue to do it. But if you correct me now mm. during the case, then I'm yeah. going to remember, okay, it was the correct. Okay, I'm going to correct I you. Sent, maybe I sent a thousand emails says, for example, like example, please, yeah. fill, please fill it. But actually, you need to say, please fill out, right? Mm. Mm. I did this mistake... Yeah. Maybe a thousand times when one of my colleagues saw that, yeah. Musa, this was wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna say, tell you one more thing, Musa. Uh, you, you have to say I'm, but I've already told you this. <laughs> you make a mistake in English. You have to. You say to make a mistake. That's that's the correct collocation. Um, okay. I thought I, I, I. The thing is, like I know you know it. You know, I know you know it. it's just something that you know yourself. But sometimes you just have to be reminded. It's the same for me. Nobody really corrects me, but I know there are problems. And so I, most of the time, I, I honestly notice it myself when I listen back to the episodes that I record. Uh, sometimes it's not really possible to edit it out, so I just leave it there. For example, with articles, I struggle with articles. Anyway, Musa, 
at the end of this live show, thanks everyone, by the way, for staying with us for so long. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you enjoyed Musa's life story and uh, all this discussion about living abroad. And perhaps it was motivation for you too. But at the end of this, I would like to actually uh, announce something. Um, like I said, this is 301st episode of the Next English Podcast. But uh, there will be an episode that is published before this, that will get published before this. And that will be the 300th episode. And well, 300th episode, it sounds like uh, it's a big number, isn't it? So I decided to uh, do something new. I decided to create a new podcast. And this will be coming out soon. It should be coming out this week. I've already bought the jingle and a logo, so it's all ready, ready to be released. And it's actually a nice coincidence that we today have Musa here, because Musa was um, featured in the first uh, features in the first episode of this podcast, which has already been recorded. And like I said, I'm just I'm just trying to put some final touches to it, and uh, will get published. Uh, before you know it so hopefully you will guys like it um the uh, the podcast is called correct my english and by the time you listen to this the by the time the the listeners listen to this by the way um they um they they will have already known about it it's really confusing the the people we are talking to now are the 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 people who are listening live okay so <laughs> um well you you, you you, you have it here before everybody else. Basically, you can hear it here before everyone else. It's happening. The podcast will be called Correct My English, and it will be focused on correcting people's English. And I'll, I'll be doing some language analysis there as well. I'll have an expert talking about the error too. And it's a coincidence, but Musa is featuring that episode. Do you, do you remember recording this, Musa? Yeah, that I can say it is a very professional podcast, I can say. <laughs> Well, yeah, it we, is. Will, we will see what kind of reception it will get, Musa. I hope I hope people like it, and um, it will be shorter, much shorter than the next English podcast. The next English podcast will still keep going on. By the way, I'm not canceling it at all. I might do fewer episodes, but what I want to keep doing are these live shows because I think it's really cool, and we could always meet here at at 9 p.m. every Sunday. Um, I would always invite a different guest. That would always be a different topic. Uh, as long as people enjoy it, why not? I mean, it's it's kind of fun for me too. And it's a, it's, it's a nice challenge as well, because you know, if you make that mistake, you can't edit it out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it has to stay in. Yeah. So, Musa, thanks very much for featuring in today's episode of The Next English Podcast. It's been really wonderful to have you here and to hear all your stories, even stories that I had never heard before and um, su surprised me, like the one about you um, living in um, Venice. And um, yeah, you only proved my point and you lived up to my expectations and uh, brought some nice positive vibe to this um, community, I suppose. So I hope you enjoyed it yourself, Musa. Thank you very much, Danek. I really enjoyed and maybe during the next episode I can join again with another subject. You know, I'm always <laughs> volunteering it. Yeah, I you can, can come already, in all the time. You can, you're already inviting yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> I 
there, I, I'm sure there will definitely be, be some sort of occasion uh, in the future for sure. So um, I'm sure this is not the last time we can hear Musa on the next English podcast. I'd just like to say hi to people who are here. I will probably I will probably forget about someone, but I'll do my best. So hi, Martin. Thanks for joining us. Monica is here as well. And then there's Ivona. I've already mentioned her. We have Daniel Goodson. Um, we have got Lauren. Lauren, I think Lauren. Would that be correct pronunciation? Lauren from France. Uh, we have got Drim. I believe Drim is his name. We had Mancave. Mancave. Uh, Molly is here as well. Uh, I wonder if it is the Molly I know <laughs> from the from the language school I used to work for. And we so got... say hi. <laughs> <laughs> now we have got Sober Mike. Sober Mike. That's that's kind of a cool name. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there is also a person whose name will be really tough for me to read. You at R. So hi to you too. And <laughs> uh, we've got friend here as well. And I've probably forgotten about someone. There is Piaggia. Piaggia. And I think that's about it. And yeah, I might have forgotten about someone. I'm sorry if I did. And I, I will try to make amends next time. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. And don't forget to listen to the 300th episode of the next English podcast where I properly reveal the new podcast that will be called Correct My English and tell you everything about it, what sort of podcast it is. I'll probably uh, I'll probably um, even in incorporate this first episode into that episode of the next English podcast uh, and um, invite you to subscribe to it as well. All right. I think that's it. I've been talking for long enough. Thanks again, Musa, for featuring in this episode and have a great time, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome, Zanek. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'singlishpodcast.podbean.com.